So today we are talking to Leah, a physical therapist assistant with extensive experience working in and around California to support long and short-term health conditions and memory care. It also runs an Instagram account which educates followers on all things health and social care in later life. So hi Leah and welcome to the Mature Movies podcast. Could you tell us um, a little bit about what Love to Care For is and how it came about? Absolutely. And Rosaria, thank you for having me. I'm super happy to be here. Um, Nice to meet you through Instagram as well. To see you and to talk to you is also really exciting. Um, So hi, my name is Leah. Great introduction. I'm a physical therapist assistant. I work in the Bay Area. Right now I'm in Florida. So there's lots of older adults here, which I'm super happy about. But anyways, I started an Instagram page called Love to Care For, and I've I've turned it into a business per se, but um, it basically caters to older adults, caregivers, and families as a resource for education to take better care of their loved one, to promote safe aging and everything that has to do with that. Um, I incorporate my experience from physical therapy and my experience caregiving for my grandmother who has passed back in 2019. And so I started this page just to share information and connect with like-minded individuals like yourself. So it's like, it's been such a beautiful experience starting this page. Um, But the background story I'd love to care for is, like I said, my grandma passed in 2019. So the story is she was living in Ohio. We made a family decision that she would move to Florida, be closer to us and my mom. She has three kids, but Florida is more welcoming and weather friendly, of course, um, in the U.S. for whoever's listening. And she eventually moved into our home after being here after two years. And um, I was living in California at the time, so I would fly home to Florida and I I just noticed that this pattern of me just teaching my mom the care that I was giving to my patients at work and me just educating my mom on body mechanics and exercises to do and just safety things that come first nature to me at this point. And I realized how valuable this information was. And so, of course, during the pandemic and you're stuck inside with COVID, right? It's like love to care for was born and from inspiration from my grandma and from my experience. Amazing. Um, it It's really touching because uh, through uh, these interviews that I've been doing with so many different people and people from so many different walks of life, mm-hmm. there seems to be a common theme um, when it comes to that initial experience and caring for a loved one. So um, I think a pre- that lots of new interviews coming up but a lot of them talk about how had to care for an aunt or had to care for a grandparent or or something like somebody like that um, or somebody close to them and that's where that passion for for caring comes about um so you mentioned that you're now in Florida and I'd like to talk about Florida and these are my reasons <laughs> why. Um, so obviously um, I'm UK based and there is a huge delay in physical therapy and occupational therapy and personal training and all these fitness and health um, approaches and um, holistic medicines to um, healthy aging and caring. And the UK are absolutely rubbish for it. Um, and there's not a lot of support here um, on a scale. Very unfortunate. Level. Very, very unfortunate. But Florida 
seems to be the place to be um, for people <laughs> who are aging. Um, I mean, whenever I'm looking at, um, I don't know, whether it's social media or news articles or um, inspirational stories, these people seem to all be in Florida. Um, and there seems to be quite <laughs> a big retirement um community out there and um, so I mean for, for people like me who I've never been to Florida I'm definitely going to go there one day though um just tell me a little bit about Florida and why you think that is um there's a big community out there and why there's a lot of accessible um opportunities and solutions out there yeah absolutely great question um I mean immediately my mind goes to for east coasters there's a lot of snowbirds who come up from the north so New York that area they will come here in, during the winter and so I think especially Disney World being here, I think a lot of people are very familiar with Florida. They've either come here before all year round. The weather is very nice. Our winter is very mild, even in Northern Florida, I'm in Orlando right now. And I mean, it doesn't really get, it doesn't snow ever, right? So probably around forties, fifties at the lowest is our like cold season. And yeah, I think for that reason, people are just more familiar with Florida. It's comfortable. Um, and in turn, yes, there's a lot more retirement communities here. It's a lot more friendly for residents or seniors who live here to be able to have time outside because there are no winter months. So I think it really caters to this population. And um, I'm trying to compare it to other warmer places, for example, Texas or California. I think relatively speaking, comparably, um, Florida is just more affordable to live. One of the benefits of living in Florida is there's no state income tax. And so later in life, I mean, this stuff is really helpful when you're, I don't know, if, if you were to even own a home here, have residents here, this no state income tax. So I think people are drawn to Florida because of that reason. And so it's more affordable than California, basically. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. So um, I'm going to just backtrack a little bit and talk about the the name of your Instagram account, Love to Care For. Now, why is it called that? I, I mean, I don't have like a really big story behind it, but I was playing around with a few different um, names to come up with and combinations. But I mean, I really wanted to incorporate the word care and the word love, and I wasn't sure how to... Um, one of them is what's available out there, right? Like what is no one else using? And that is available to me. So I don't have to add a number or an underscore, obviously. But um, I mean, through physical therapy and just the amount of care and love you have to put into this. I mean, I think that people go to school and you're like, oh, I'm a nurse, I'm a physical therapist, I'm a doctor, whatever. But when you get like for a therapist, we have to spend sometimes minimum an hour with this person, could be up to 90 minutes. And I mean, we're there, we have a really limited time we spend with them, right? It's like walking, strengthening, balance, transferring, what do we need to do to get you home? And I feel like it's really fast paced. And a lot of the time, these older adults just like, they look forward to therapy. They just want to talk, they want to spend time. And as a therapist, you like have to be compassionate, you have to be able to slow down. They're older, right? They can't move as fast as us, you have to listen to them and take the time to actually put love into the care you're giving them. It's not just do this, do this, do this. And so I think it just also intertwines with caregiving. And it really just summed up everything that I stand for with love to care for that really that's what it is, right? It's love and care. And that's what makes it makes it work with older adults. Brilliant. <laughs> um, so 
Within the industries that we focus on, um, that older community, a -hmm. lot of people kind of think they're not, people over the age of 60 aren't on social media. They're not on Instagram. They're not actively engaging with accounts such as ours. Um, What do you say to that? Oh, I feel like 60 is young these days. Do you agree? (laughs) Absolutely, I agree. And I I, I think that all 60 plus year olds are different. So you have like your biological age and your chronological age. And um, it's just looking at it from that kind of approach. And sometimes like a lot of the people I work with, 80, 90, um, 90 plus, move better than... 18 year olds that I've worked with in the past or my family members or friends who are mm-hmm. 30s and 40s 20s so absolutely I think 60 is young and um, I'm really glad that you have that that approach and that thought pattern um have you struggled to connect with um your kind of target audience the people who really want to help um and and are there any trends or um, anything that's kind of that you've learned through your journey? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I try to think when I think 60s, I mean, my parents are in their 60s. So I, I automatically go to them. And I really do feel that like baby boomers, like they've got the technology down, they might need a little bit of help, but they they understand social media. And I think they're using it more now than ever, because it is it's growing and they've like jumped on that train. Now, when I look at maybe seven year olds or eight year olds, I don't think they're using Instagram the same way. I think they have Facebook down, give or take, but um, they're definitely not as receptive and like they don't pick it up as quickly. But as far as like going for my target market, I mean, and, and really I was going after caregivers, like love to care for us like caregivers, caregivers, caregivers. And I really sat back and it took me almost a year to realize that it's not just caregivers, right? Like I'm caregiving to family. I mean, I'm catering to caregivers, families, and older adults. And I, I've i had a few older adults on my profile message me, ask me some questions. And um, as far as like reach and like finding them, I I I do think it's more troublesome. I, I think it's easier to find like-minded individuals like you and really connect with people in our community. And And that's what I love about this community is I feel that if I know I'm a physical therapist, but I know somebody who's like a great social worker, a gerontologist or whatever it is, I can refer them to these people. And like you like build this network within your community, which I think is so beautiful. So even if an older adult were to come to me and they happen to live in the UK area, I would totally recommend them to my friend Rosaria that I know over there, right? And I think that that is the power of social media, right? It's like building this network and having being a resource for older adults, no matter what it is. Um, but yeah, definitely more to learn for for capturing the right people because it is out there. I, I It's unfortunate. I feel like these days it's like, it's kind of like you have to pay to play kind of situation, right? It's like you have to like pay for these ads and I don't know. I wish it was I, more of an organic way. Yeah, and I, and I completely um, empathize your frustrations because I have the same problems. Um, it's like from your account, just from watching it, you have all this great content that you want to share and it's educational or you're guiding someone through a tutorial or whatever it is. But mm. the way that Instagram works is it, at the end of the day, it all comes down to money. So 
as you said, it's 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 really hard to kind of reach the people that we want to help. And social media is a way that we can do that for we can help them for free, so they don't have to pay anything to get our expertise and and our knowledge and and things like that. So I completely resonate. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah it's a, it's an ongoing frustration of mine um but let's move on to what a physical therapist is or a physical therapist assistant is because I think um across countries there are different definitions depending on where you are and what you understand that to be and um, so I worked in Texas for um three months when I was at university um and one of the girls I was working with was qualifying to become a physical therapist and I was like what the hell is a physical therapist <laughs> I had no idea um and it's not a term that we use in the UK. Um, so if you could just share on what that is for you. Yeah, sure. Um, so in the US, now it's a doctorate program. So if you were to be want to be a physical therapist today, you have to go and get your doctorate of physical therapy, which means after you attain your master's in kinesiology or whatever it may be, you would move on to go to physical therapy school. Most of them are three-year programs and it is a doctorate. It is not a medical doctor. It is a doctorate educationally. And so you do call them doctors of physical therapy. Sometimes they do like to be addressed in a clinical setting as a doctor, but just not to be confused. That's all. Um, but they are very knowledgeable and very credible. And so before that, it was just a master's program, which is the same as an occupational therapist. So you would get your bachelor's and then you'd go on to your master's. So some PTs, go back and got their doctorate. And then some of them PTs just stayed as PTs. They got grandfathered in. Um, so I myself am a physical therapist assistant. Um, I got my bachelor's degree, but you don't have to have a bachelor's after high school. Um, you take the prerequisites and it's an associate of science degree. It's a two-year program. Um, they also have occupational therapist assistants. And so in a clinical setting, the physical therapist does the evaluation and the discharge, they basically have all the paperwork. And the physical therapist, my job, to simply put it, is intervention. So my job is to, after the physical therapist has evaluated the patient, I am like basically taking that plan of care and I'm making it happen. So I'm the one doing the exercise, the transfers, and I basically follow what they have suggested after reading their chart. And um, it's really important to have good rapport with your physical therapist who you're working under, because obviously we need to be on the same page. We have the same goals as the patient. And if I see the patient is making wonderful progress and I want them to do better, then I just go back to the physical therapist and say, hey, I want to do this with them. And boom, they make it happen through paperwork. And then I can continue working with them. Um, and we also work closely with, of course, speech therapists. That's part of I work in skilled nursing facilities, kind of like a nursing home situation. And so after the hospital, They'll come to my facility. We rehab them back from an injury or a fall or a surgery or whatever it may be. And then the goal is to get them home. So that is the primary focus. But um, in the UK, they, you guys are physiotherapists, right? That's basically what's the difference. Yes. So <laughs> you have. So you have a PT. So what we call a PT in the UK is a personal trainer. Now, a personal trainer doesn't mm. have to have a degree. They don't have to have extensive um, qualifications. You can literally do a six-week course online and become a personal trainer. Now, I have my mm. own judgments towards that because I <laughs> got a degree and I also did qualified as a personal trainer through my degree. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually had to do that for a full year with lots of hands-on experience, very, very um, high level of academia involved. Um, so within the UK, the system is very broken um, because you can get personal trainers who literally don't know what they're talking about um, saying, do this, do that, do that, which is very dangerous. Um, yeah. Then you have physiotherapists who you have to have a degree to be a physiotherapist. Um, and that's, um, I think it sounds very similar to a physical therapist um, from what you've explained. Um, and then kind of moving away from that, you have a sports therapist. So although yes. sports therapy has a very um, sports focus, you can kind of tie all of that together to do what physical therapy is with all of those with all of those things. So if you wanted to do personal training, sports therapy, and like a sports science degree at university, that mm-hmm. to me sounds like what you do, which is a physical physical therapy. So that's kind of the different um, examples. But I mean, it sounds a lot simpler, the levels in, in the States. <laughs> and from what I understand, um, it's a very popular qualification and a very uh, desired uh, career route. Um, the UK, not so much. Um, you get a lot of PTs very focused on bodybuilding or um, sports or elite training and things like that I can agree with that yeah okay so um in the UK it's it's very physio based um and a lot of people um will go to a physio uh for six weeks and 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 recover from a fall or an injury or whatever it is and then they're kind of sent off um Mm -hmm. and that's what I do like about personal trainer is the idea is that you kind of have a personal trainer for life um but there is no um detail about specific community like communities or groups so um you would have to do extra vocational qualifications to be able to um work with specific areas whether it's wheelchair users or um somebody with quite a high level of arthritis or whatever it is so Mm -hmm. let's um let's move on and discuss what you're doing now what are you working on now um and have you got anything exciting coming up (laughs) <laughs> you want all the secrets. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, yeah. So actually you had mentioned my website. So I've been working on my website a lot. Love to care for.com. I'm hoping that it should be here by the summer. Um, I just want it to be an extension of my Instagram, just a central place where people can come for blog posts, information. I can recommend things, maybe have some templates, hopefully if I need to do courses, whether they're free, whatever it is, I just want to be a wealth of information. Um, I also wanted to just mention, are you on Clubhouse by any chance? So I, I I downloaded it when it was a big deal and I just haven't had time to learn how to use it. I tried the first time and I was like, I don't know who I need to listen to. Like what? (laughs) (laughs) But I haven't, but carry on with what you're going to say because it might teach. Okay, great. Yeah, no, that's fine. So we should connect on Clubhouse, but I've been doing, um, basically now on Clubhouse, you can create your own club there. So every Monday, um, I've teamed up with my friend Mercedes. She hosts the meditation. And on every Wednesday, we have our club is called Inevitably Aging. And we basically talk about all things aging, wellness, caregiving, whatever it may be, things to do now that we can help improve ourselves for later in life and just live the best version of ourselves, right? We just share ideas. And 
The amount of people on Clubhouse has been so amazing. I feel like the community out there is just so great. You have to grasp it. I think that you should totally try to get on there again. Um, for those listening, Clubhouse is an invite-only app. Um, it does not work on Android right now. It's only with iPhone. But I do think it is so wonderful because you can follow the topics and the people that you actually want to listen to. And <clears throat> I mean, you can be in a room. I mean, Bill Gates was on it the other month, right? So you can be in a room listening to Bill Gates live, right? And you feel like you're like, it's just having this conversation with this person. And if you happen to get called to the stage, you can ask him any question, right? So I think it's just such a great way to connect and listen to people and topics you're interested in. Um, one of my friends was like, Oh, it's just like a big, it's like a big, like group call. And I was like, you know, I really think of it as a live podcast. Like I like the idea that like you, it's really like a learning platform, or that's how I use it. Other people may not, but I totally and highly recommend it. So if anyone's on Clubhouse, please follow our club and I will be aging and we would love to start conversations and just connect with you there. So that's, that's those are the things I'm working on for now. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Um, so what I'll do is I will also um, tag links to your Clubhouse, um, your Instagram account and your, your website when it's available. Um which is all very exciting. Mm -hmm. And when you started off, so just going to finish off now, but when you started the account, what did you have in mind? Did you have any plans for, for where you wanted it to go? Or did you just think, I'm just going to start and see how it goes? I think it was more of, this is something I've been thinking about doing for probably a few years. Like I want to start a blog. I want to share information. Like I feel like I, I have it all up here and I just want to let it out. And I think it just, there's something you said, like, you just have to start it, right? Like if you're thinking about doing something, just go for it. I mean, it's not going to, nothing's going to happen if it's just in your mind. Right. And so I really didn't have any expectations. I, I, I wasn't sure that actually I was going to grow so fast and I'm so appreciative of the community I've built on there and the amount of responsive and like just the amount of people that have just jumped on board and is really enjoying my page because I mean, I really just wanted to like just put out information. But now I'm like, I'm taking it more serious because like, like we are saying, like Instagram is a business. So whether I'm making money or not, I'm still providing information and I'm happy to do so for free. So I'm just glad that people are really receptive and open. And I, I mean, I'm sure you can agree like this community of like, I think there's a lot of like also, um, like residential care and like these senior living facilities that are on there. And they're just like open arms and just like so willing to support us in this journey and this like thing we've started online. It's been so nice, but no, no expectations, but anyone listening, just start, just do it. Whatever you're thinking about, just do it. You won't regret it. So that was actually going to be my last um, question. What would you, what would you recommend <laughs> people to do? So we've kind of taken that box off. Um, but just to finish up, um, really, really short kind of answer to, to kind of bring everything together. Um, number one is, has the COVID situation affected your job and the uh, situation um, within the physical therapy uh, industry in the States? And um, finally, where can we find you if we want to have a chat with you um, or um, discuss this further? Sure. Um, so the first question, COVID, 
yes, has affected physical therapists, occupational therapists, healthcare workers in general. Um, I believe that hospitals are slammed, but as far as skilled nursing facilities, um, they're completely locked down, right? Families were not allowed to even see their loved ones in these facilities, and everything was basically on a hiring freeze. Um, specifically in California Bay Area, there's a lot of travel therapists. They're, of course, all over the U.S., but a lot come to California because there's a lot of skilled nursing facilities, and there's a lot of places kind of in the middle of nowhere that need that help. And these kind of things were kind of done away with because they're very expensive, Um for any therapist, P PDPM also kind of started at the same time as COVID a little bit before, which was a change in how insurance reimbursed for stays at skilled nursing facilities. So that also put a damper on physical therapists and hiring freezes and pay, et cetera, et cetera. So COVID just kind of made it worse. Um, but if you already had a job, you were locked in. So um, someone like me, I worked per diem or PRN, which means I didn't work for a specific facility. I worked at, like I told you, I worked at over 10 facilities. I made my own schedule. I bounced around. I wanted just different settings. I like making my own schedule. I like having off when I want. And so um, for me, it was it was difficult. And I there was a few months there where I didn't have any work. And actually, I start a facility for eight weeks starting August 10th or 9th. So I'm really excited to get back. Um, just in the group of things. And for anyone listening, again, my name is Leah. You can find me on Instagram at love to care for. I'm also on Twitter, same thing. Um, I have a Facebook page. I'd love for you to follow along and like my page. My website will be up soon. And again, anyone on Clubhouse, please find me on love to care for and the club inevitably aging. But this has been so nice to connect with you, Rosaria. I really appreciate it. And also, shout out to you and everything you are doing because we do very similar things, but it's like the greater good of it and this huge cause for older adults and just promote safe aging. I just absolutely love it. I'm so happy to connect. <laughs> absolutely. And thank you so much for uh, coming onto the Mature Movers podcast and sharing your wonderful journey. Um, and it, it sounds like the a very exciting beginning to what's going to be a fantastic um, adventure. So Thank you again. Um, Leah's contact details will be in the uh, captions below. So if you would like to connect with her, please feel free to. Um, and I'm sure she will love to help with your questions and queries.